Good morning and welcome. And the Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord, who's called us to this very exciting time of worship here at First Church this morning. We are blessed as we anticipate this time of worship to share in this time of worship with students from the city of Hope. Welcome. We are grateful for your presence here. Hope you've been well fed in the fellowship hall before this time of worship. And again, it's uh, going to be a great week with the City of Hope at Lee, Camp Four, Lee Ford Camp. Uh, also, we share in the baptism of Grace Elizabeth Geib, granddaughter of Lil and Paul Geib, daughter of Richard and Melissa. So we're grateful to share in that sacrament, special piece of music from Byron Corky Corcoran. So we are grateful uh, for this time of worship that God has entrusted to us, grateful for the presence of each of you here especially those who are visiting this morning. We are blessed by the presence of our guests and pray this is a blessed time for us all as we worship. Just be uh, attentive to opportunities that are before us uh, in the coming weeks, again with the recital that will be offered by Jill Gardner at 4 o'clock next Sunday as part of the four concerts at 4 o'clock. A reception is to follow. Remember to keep in prayer the Ministry of Vacation Bible School, which begins a week from tomorrow and remember again the ministry of the Lunch Bunch each Tuesday and Thursday. As we worship this morning, we do so having shared in service yesterday by way of the food bank and clothes closet. Jim Roberts is always kind enough to provide a recap of the numbers from food bank and clothes closet. A part of Jim's remarks regarding yesterday, it was a very warm environment in the packing and distribution area. That's diplomatic, Jim. It was a very warm environment. Yeah, master of understatement there. Um, but we extend our thanks to the many church members, friends of the church, Martinsville Rotary members who helped with a wonderful day of service. As far as the numbers, the food bank served 109 families, 157 boxes were packed, served 351 people total. Closed closet, 91 families were served, 268 people total. Again, a wonderful means of outreach by which we serve God by serving our neighbors in this community and beyond. Thank you for your efforts, and I invite us now to prepare to worship God together.
I invite us to stand as we share in our call to worship. We have come together as one. We will worship together as one. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. may be seated, and we share now in the words of our opening prayer. We have traveled through many waters to reach this place, but share one baptism. We arrive from different backgrounds and traditions, yet share one faith. We are, each of us, unique and precious to God, 
and are members of one body. We have different dreams and doubts, yet our hearts beat with one hope. We are graced with different gifts, so we may offer thanks We prepare for the word of God to be proclaimed from Ephesians, the fourth chapter. First we pray. Lord, pour your spirit upon us gathered here from all over your world. May we know that you are the one who calls us, unites us together, now and always as your children. And we give you thanks for your word. Amen. This is the word of our Lord. Thank you. My oldest brother, Carter, has recently spent some time online researching the ancestry of the Ritchie family. While I'm of a mind saying there might be some things about the Ritchie family better left unknown, Carter enjoys to be appearing his genealogical pursuits, so much so that this past Wednesday I received from Carter this email, which he also sent to my sister. Hey guys, he begins, I discovered something last night that I think is kind of exciting. It seems a certain John Turner II, our 10th great-grandfather, 
came to Massachusetts on the Mayflower. He is related through his wife to the first Ritchie who came to America through Philadelphia in the 1700s from Germany, some sources say Switzerland. I think I've seen about 30 different variations of the name Ritchie. Well, my brother has reason to be excited, doesn't he? There is something exciting about discovering a connection between the Ritchies of 2019 and those who were part of a pioneering historical trip from England to Massachusetts some 400 years ago. To think our humble family has some connection to John Turner II, passenger on the Mayflower, well, who would have thought us to be descendants of this gentleman who is among the most famous of seafaring journeys, a journey central to the establishment of this nation? Well, as exciting as this is for members of my family, the truth is we all have those connections of which we may not be aware. We have connections of great significance. We have those blessed ties that bind us even to those who have come many years before we showed up. This is as true in our faith as it is anywhere. In fact, it's a truth to which our scripture witnesses this morning. We are connected across time. We are connected across place to others of this faith. It does not matter when other believers may have lived. It does not matter where these believers may be. There exists among us believers a connection unbroken by time, unbroken by place. This is the witness of our scripture, witness declaring we are those forever bound to one another. And we might wonder, well, how can that be? Because there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. We are connected, nothing to separate us. I mean, look at us at worship this morning. Of different places, of different times, of different backgrounds, still inseparable, forever united. A connection linking us at all times and places, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now, based upon this scripture from Ephesians, it appears these are words those in the early church needed to hear. We are not told what issue may be at play, but it appears the Christian church has known some degree of division from its earliest days. I believe the writer of Ephesians knows as well as anyone that those within the church may never live within perfect harmony. Still, any disagreement known within the church is never to invalidate the truth at the heart of the gospel. We are now and always of one body, one spirit, called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of us all, no one excluded. We notice this writer includes among his language of one Lord, one faith, 
one God and one Father, a reference to one baptism. Now, did we know this power of baptism, a power to unite and to connect? Whereas Christians in the Methodist tradition, we know we have long practiced the baptism of infants, toddlers, children. We are not the only faith tradition to do so, but we know there are other faiths who do not baptize as we United Methodists do. There are faith traditions who practice what is called believer's baptism. Those believing the one being baptized should be of age so that he or she possesses maturity to have some understanding of what's taking place when baptized. I understand and respect that and don't wish to make a point of division out of this at all. Still, my response to persons who ask, why do you baptize babies? They don't even understand what's taking place, is the response, well, who among us does understand? You see, we know that we pray at the conclusion of the Lord's Supper these words. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery. But I believe there is also holy mystery regarding this sacrament of baptism. Who among us, whatever our age, can understand? Who among us can understand how in these waters we die to sin, are raised to newness of life? Who among us can understand how in these waters we are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation, given new birth through water and the Spirit? Who among us can understand how all this is God's gift offered to us without price. You see, this too is holy mystery, work of God which we really don't have the words to explain. Still, I'll try to speak of something to which there is powerful witness as we celebrate this baptism of the youngest among us. This something is what we know as provenient grace. Now, you may have heard of provenient grace, but even so, it bears some repeating. Provenient grace, we say, is the grace of God that goes before us. It precedes us. It is grace that prepares the way for us. Even so, this is grace of which we may not be aware. It is grace that says to us, God is at work in your lives even though you don't know it. God is working his purpose out in your lives though you do not, do not know he is doing so. It is grace daring to say God is working in your lives without your permission. God is working in your life without your cooperation. God is working to heal you and to save you, though you may be unaware God is doing this. Do you see how we witness to this message as we baptize the youngest among us? Who knows how much or how little grace or others comprehend about baptism? Still, the work of God, the saving act of God, takes place. God does not depend on our comprehension in order for God to work. God does not need our permission, our cooperation. And what is true for grace in this sacrament is true for us of all ages. God goes before us in provenient fashion to save and to heal. 
True as grace is baptized, baptism takes place with the understanding, there will come the time when she is of age to profess for herself the faith her parents now profess for her. Still, we affirm that at this moment and in all moments, God is at work in her life. God is at work in provenient fashion, preparing for that moment when within the community of faith, she stands to profess her faith. We also affirm at this moment and in all moments, God is at work in each of our lives in prevenient fashion, working so as to save and to heal us all. So this witness to how this grace is at work in the baptism of the youngest among us is a witness not limited to baptism. God is always going before us, preparing the way, acting graciously though we may not know it, doing all God possibly can so that we finally say yes to God's saving purposes. That's why we're here this morning. God has gone before us. God has worked so as to unite us in one hope, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. What God has brought together cannot be torn apart. Time, space, distance are no barriers to God's saving work. Here, we are one. As we leave this place, we are one. And we go from this place knowing a God in His grace goes before us, working so as to heal and save all God has made. Amen. Regina, Marion, if you will. to see how God has been working through his grace in our lives for the last 30 years. 30 years ago, a young man from Africa came to our community with his lovely wife, who was born in America, and they, uh, my husband and I came to know them and they shared their vision of going to Africa where he wanted to minister to his own people. And so we had the joy of joining with them in helping to establish Teamwork Ministries, which now has its headquarters on Brookdale Road. If you pass the building, you see the sign Teamwork Ministries. <clears throat> well, you know that I've been telling you about this ministry for years and years. But this morning, we're going to have you to experience something wonderful from the children, I still call you children, the teenagers that are here in, in the United States now from the City of Hope. It was just 12 years ago that Dr. Cha-Cha and his wife Regina uh, came and with a vision 
for establishing a children's home in his home, home village, uh, a remote area of Africa. And uh, so we broke ground there 12 years ago. And, it, and you can pick up a, a, one of our brochures and just see what has been established in the last 12 years. Well, of course, this congregation has been associated with the City of Hope for those 12 years. And the first thing we did was to sell pieces of chain link fence to raise enough money to buy a mile long chain link fence to go around the compound. Well, the compound is spread out beyond that fence, but the fence is still there. Uh, Chester Lane made lots of little desks. You remember? He was in our congregation, and we sold those little desks to you all, and we raised enough money to have 200 desks made in Africa for our classrooms. And then we needed, had water problems, and so this congregation helped with money for cisterns to catch the rainwater. Well, I could go on and on, but I want to introduce to you uh, Dr. Chacha's wife, Regina. He passed away several years ago, and she is now our executive secretary. And she's going to tell you how she's been able to carry on the ministry and how we've been able to bring this wonderful group of young people here to America. So, Regina. Regina Chacha, and we've worked together for 30 years, and this is just a wonderful day for me to be able to share this with you. Well, thank you so much, Marion. Um, there's a quote of my late husband. He used to say, if you live a life that is selfish, then it is a life not truly lived, but helping others brings a lot of joy in life. And I look at Marion, and I see the joy that she has found in connecting with Tanzania and connecting with the children and seeing all that God has been able to do. And we thank you that you have been a part of it from the beginning and we hope that brings you joy and that as you um, are a part and continue to be a part that in both in our ministry and, and and in other ways, that you find that joy in the Lord. Um, and I thank you in particular that this coming week, you have helped us to fund our camp um, that we're having for our children. Um, and that is such a blessing. We're going to be out at, at Camp Lee Ford all week. And I truly believe that, that God has something great in store for all that are involved in that. Um, you may ask, okay, we're talking about Tanzania and you're seeing the pictures of what's happening there. And we have, um, when my husband passed away, we had a primary school. That's through seventh grade. But then after his passing, we were able to build a secondary. And you see here, this is, the girls' dormitory for the secondary school going up. We've already had a dormitory for primary school. And here's the boys' dormitory. And we are truly changing the village into a city. As you can see, these are the only buildings 
that are going up so high um, there. And these children are succeeding academically. We're in the top 5% on all the national exams, the top 5% of the nation. So they're succeeding academically. They're growing physically. Many are great at sports and involved in all that. But most important, they are learning to know about God. And they are accepting him. We've had so many that have personally given their lives to the Lord, have gotten saved. We have so many that are coming out of practices that are harmful like female genital mutilation, like um, child marriage. And they are seeing a difference. They are learning to grow in the Lord. Every day, each school separately has a time of devotions, a time um, different pastors come sometimes to share, um, or, or different ones of our own staff that share in these devotions. Once a week, we have the entire compound meet together. Our workers, they all come and share together. And then um, in the evenings, the children who live there, the, the residents and the children in our children's home, they have devotions together. So they're constantly learning about God's word. We have a children's pastor who is very effective at sharing messages and, and, and praying with the kids. Before I left, we had a, a week of prayer, and we went on a prayer walk and went around to all the different things. That's what we're doing right here. Um, we're praying for each of these projects. And in case you didn't know, um, these dormitories that you might say, wow, why are you building them so big? That's because we're building for the future. Our school is growing, um, and so we want to have plenty of room for all the students at our secondary, but we're also building because we plan to have a nursing school. And so we want to have the dorms already there and ahead of time. And the girls' dorm is going to be the Marion Myers dorm. <laughs> yes, clap for that. Um, she has been such an amazing part of our ministry all along, and we really wanted to honor her with that. Um, so it's, it's a joy to see a community change and we have seen the community change if you had been there 10 12 years ago the place is entirely different not just the city of hope but the surrounding community we've seen people grow economically we've seen people coming to the lord and their lives being changed we've seen peace come to a community that was known for fighting known for cattle theft and God is doing an amazing work. And it's just a joy to be a part of it. And if you desire to get more involved, 
there are so many ways you can choose to do that. And I know you've gotten involved as a church. And I know some of you have gotten involved individually in sponsoring our children in our children's home. Um, these children here in front of you that are going to sing in just a minute, they have a full scholarship at Mountain Mission School, which is in Grundy, Virginia. And it's another miracle that God fulfilled all of that to happen. But we also desire to start a college fund because these college, these students are very near college age. Some of them will be, uh, the first two will be graduating next year. And while we have some scholarships, we know there's gonna be a gap between the scholarships and everything they need to get through. So that's another, another desire that we're, we're putting um, ahead of us. These buildings you see here, we're, we're coming along well, but we still need funding to see them completed. And so these are all different ways uh, that you can choose to get involved in a, in a greater way. But now I want you to experience the joy of our singing praises to the Lord. And so I will ask the children to come up and to share with you their praises. Come on.
thank you so much for your witness in our time of worship. And we are grateful that God has brought us together in worship and in service. So God bless you, and I pray this will be the most wonderful weeks for you. Uh, once more, let's... I'll invite us to stand as we sing from the faith we sing, I was there to hear your morning cry.
seated. And at this time, we do share in the baptism of Grace Elizabeth Guybe. I'll invite Grace, Richard, Melissa, family members who would like to be a part of this. We are blessed that the Reverend Lil Guybe will share in the baptism of her granddaughter as well. These are orders of the service. One of the blessings of this service of baptism is that you and I within this community of faith are given opportunity to remember our baptism to reaffirm our promises to Christ and his church and to offer our support and affirmation for others in this family of faith. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Richard and Melissa. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, I do. I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. Do. do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Will you nurture Grace Elizabeth in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example, she may be guided to accept God's grace for herself, to profess her faith openly, and to lead a Christian life. And do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Yes. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include Grace Elizabeth now before you in your care. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. With the drowned Grace Elizabeth, the community of love. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life The Lord be with you. And also Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Tell of God's mercy. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare his works in the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water, and she who receives it, to wash away her sin and clothe her in righteousness through her life, that dying and being raised with Christ, she may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Grace, we're ready. How are you this morning? I'm so glad you're here. As dad holds you, I'm going to baptize you, Grace. Grace Elizabeth Geib, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, the Holy Spirit, work within you that being born through water in the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ.
Now it is our joy to welcome our new sister in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as a member of the family of Christ. Members of the household of God, I commend Grace Elizabeth to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase her faith, confirm her hope, and perfect her in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. The God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. And now, as Dad carries grace, we'll have the opportunity to meet the new community. perfect time to welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. Let us stand and welcome one another.
kind of getting a, a glimpse into the day of Pentecost, as it were, and that's okay. The rush of a mighty wind filling all the place where they were gathered. I'll invite our ushers to come forward as we prepare to receive God's tithes and our offerings. And again, we will note that as the offering is received, Corky, we welcome your witness in song and some words about what 50 years ago this weekend. So let us pray. Lord, you do pour your spirit upon us, and we are blessed beyond measure. We thank you for all voices lifted in song, for the way in which you unite us in one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We thank you for the blessings you've entrusted to us, and for this opportunity to worship you by returning these gifts unto you, the giver. In your care, may they accomplish great things for the gospel of Christ. Amen. Good morning. Fifty years ago, I weighed about 168 pounds soaking wet. I had dark brown hair that covered my entire head. And uh, it was a lot easier to sing. I wanted to share with you this special song written by Ron Harris. Many of you know the song that we sung here in this very room. Ron Harris was a Jewish boy who has made his profession and accepted Christ as his savior in a practice room at the United States Army Band Building in Fort Myer. Ron has written so many gospel songs and religious songs over his life just part of them are collected in a book, two inches thick. I wanted to show you a memento, one of my mementos of my time in Washington. This was a gift from President Nixon. After the testimonial dinner, August the 13th, 1969, and this is a copy of that plaque that was left on the moon. When Ron called me, the, when the words that Neil Armstrong said, that's one small step for man, he called me on the telephone and he said, Corky, did you hear what he just said? And I said, yes, I heard, I was listening. He said, I'm going to write a song. He said, I've already got thoughts going through my mind. The day that we did this, I had the privilege of speaking to the president while he was on Air Force One, and I was with Ron when we went to Famous Music Corporation in Los Angeles, and he sold the rights for this piece of music for $1,000, and he was glad to get it. That doesn't seem like a lot today. This is the first copy that came off the press, and Ron has inscribed it to me with sincere appreciation. He was a marvelous man, and our choir got to meet him when he came here. I want to share this with you. You've seen all the reenactments and everything on TV. 
This is what we sang that night 50 years ago. Corky, 
We thank you. I invite us into a time of prayer that we know is the prayers of the people, a responsive pattern of prayer. I will name a succession of petitions, concluding each petition with the words, Lord, in your mercy, inviting from you the response, hear our prayer, and inviting you to lift those concerns that you bring to this time of worship to God in prayer as well. And then we conclude with our Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. For Bishop Lewis, Bishop Weaver, Denise Bates, the ministries of First Church, City of Hope. Lord, in your mercy. And hear our prayers lifted with those of your saints who surround us even now and join their voices to ours, praying as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We stand as we sing, let all things now living from the faith we sing, number 2008. And for our acolyte, just a reminder, this has only two verses, so we stand as we sing.
many things now living within this service of worship. Thank you, students of City of Hope. Thank you, Corky. Thank you, Grace and family, for sharing in a wonderful time of worship and celebration, reminding us all we are united in one faith, one Lord, one baptism. At this time and in all times, we go now in peace in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>